Hey everybody, this is Bina007 back for another 10 minute movie review and this week I'm reviewing three films, one of which was released last weekend, Joyride, and two of which are released this week, Limencita and You Hurt My Feelings. To begin with Joyride, this is currently in UK cinemas. It is rated R in the USA and 15 in the UK, which should give you a feeling for how raunchy the comedy is. And it has a running time of 95 minutes. It's a short, sharp, gross-out comedy, very much on the model of Bridesmaids or The Hangover. The difference is is that rather than four white women or four guys, we have four Asian women, which is something that we rarely see on screen. And the writer-director Adele Lim comes from the pedigree of having written the screenplay for Crazy Rich Asians. The plot of the film is that four Asian Americans go on holiday to China, have a bunch of sex, take a bunch of drugs and wrestle with their identities. The comedy is crude. The plotting is very simplistic. It's very much tab A into slot B, as Mark Kermode would say, complete with a third act inevitable falling out amongst the friends and then the final resolution at the end. There is really nothing surprising here at all, despite a twist in the plot near the end. But it was really quite a funny film to watch, even if in a very, very crude way. The central protagonist of the film is Ashley Park, who's an actress that if you watch Netflix, Emily in Paris, you'll be very familiar with. She plays a model minority adopted daughter called Audrey. By that, I mean that her parents are white and that she really excels in school, in her academics. She's become a very successful lawyer. And really, she lives a life that is denuded of her ethnicity. She's basically, for all intents and purposes, culturally white. That said, she's sent on a business trip to China to land a new client, basically because of her ethnicity, which is a little bit racist. And she decides to take with her her childhood best friend, Lolo, who is not a model minority. (laughs) She has been raised by her Chinese-American parents. She's very culturally assertive. She is an aspiring artist, so she's not a doctor or a lawyer. She's played by Sherry Kohler and is really funny and really holds Audrey to account and is pushing Audrey when she goes back to China to find her birth mother. The third wheel on the holiday is Dead Eye, this weird genderqueer friend played by Sabrina Wu. And it's really interesting because at first I thought, oh, my God, this is such a sort of cliche, superficial character that's just there to be weird and awkward. But actually, she's the character who ends up showing real emotional vulnerability. She's a loner because of her weirdness and she finds community in K-pop. And this becomes part of the plot, but it's actually a really wonderful part of the plot. And then when these three um, American Asians get to China, they hook up with Ashley's college roommate, Kat, who's played by Stephanie Su, who I think you'll all recognize from everything, everywhere, all at once. And she's become a Chinese soap star and she's trying to hide her incredibly sex positive past from her hunky Christian boyfriend. I think there's a lot of really good stuff in this film. It is very funny, even if it's obvious, and it is very gross-out humour. But there's also quite a lot of deep stuff about the pressures of being a model minority and the experience that I think a lot of us second-gen immigrants have about being not quite American, not quite Chinese, at home in neither of our cultures, and longing for acceptance in both. And we also get a really nuanced take on racism, because not only are the girls in this film subject to racism from white Americans, but they are also subject to racism that they themselves perpetuate. 
So the idea that when they get on a train, maybe they feel safer in a compartment with one white American girl in it rather than a lot of ethnic Chinese people. So it's all about racism, internalized racism, and a lot of that really nuanced debate about how you bridge two cultures as a second gen immigrant. And I really appreciated that. It's something that you don't see in film very often. I just felt that the social commentary, which is very valuable, was undercut by the very predictable plotting and crude humour. But your mileage on that may vary. And frankly, it's just amazing to see the representation on screen. So I'd really encourage you to go watch Joyride. I'm not sure it's entirely a film that needs to be seen in the cinema. I think it would perfectly well be a great DVD and pizza night film on a Friday night with friends. Okay, so the second film under review today is You Hurt My Feelings, which is a film by the indie film director Nicole Holofsner. It played Sundance earlier this year and opened in the United States in May. It's been released in the UK this week on Amazon Prime, so you can actually watch this one at home. So Enough Said is a sort of classic Nicole Holofsner film, and I think her brand is one of low-key rich white people dramedy. (laughs) And at times it really gets on my nerve. It's kind of rich people problems comedy. And at times I think it's very moving. I feel that this sort of falls in the middle. Like for me, You Hurt My Feelings is mildly entertaining while also being a giant nothing burger. I didn't hate it. I immediately forgot about it. The movie stars Seinfeld and Veep's Julia Louis-Dreyfus as Beth, who is Kelsey Pries, a rich white person with rich white people problems. Her psychologist husband, Don, who is played by Tobias Mingers, is deeply loving. But one day she overhears him saying that he really doesn't like her new book. And she reacts really childishly. Rather than discuss it with him, she sort of passively, passively, aggressively punishes him for something he doesn't even know he did. Or that at least that he doesn't know she knows he did it. The moral of the film seems to be that happy relationships involve some measure of deceit and that we should just get on with it. Um, Okay. (laughs) This is so underplayed and it just felt a little bit meh. So I'm not sure, even though it's just something you can watch at home, I'm not sure I'd even recommend you watching You Hurt My Feelings. That said, it's a quick watch. It has a running time of 93 minutes. It's rated R in the USA and 15 in the UK. On to the third film of the week, and I think this is really tremendous. It's called L'Immensita, so it's an Italian film. It has a running time of 99 minutes. It played Venice 2022 and Sundance 2023. It was released earlier this year in the USA and opens in the UK tomorrow, Friday the 11th of August. L'Immensita is set in 1970s suburban Rome, and it stars Penelope Cruz as Clara, who is a housewife. She's stuck in a very luxurious flat, but with three very young kids and a husband who cheats and humiliates them all. Rather than confront the issue, or maybe because she feels she has to somehow compensate for her husband's really heavy dictatorial presence, Clara becomes almost infantile and has a sort of manic desire for childish fun. It almost feels at the start of the film like she's one of the children rather than a parent. This desire for an escapism and fantasy is shared by Clara's elder daughter, Adri, who's played by Luana Giuliani. And Adri wants to be a boy, and I think now we would just describe her as being trans, but she spends most of the film just really sullen, silent, um, 
She rarely interacts with people in the real world, except for she has a flirtation with another young girl who is a traveller living nearby the flat. And she seems most at home expressing herself through kind of fantasizing about pop videos and imagining herself as part of that narrative and lip syncing to very romantic ballads or to crazy dance numbers. Adri has a younger brother called Gino, who is staging a rather more practical real-world protest at his parents' horrific marriage. I'll leave you to discover for yourselves what that is. And then there's poor little Diana, the little sister, who is just so young and so gorgeous, and she attempts to make family meals playful. And it feels like a sort of almost radically whimsical act when you see just how oppressive the father is and how deadening the atmosphere is in a flat that really feels like a prison. The question as we watch this film is, is Clara going to have the ability to confront what's going wrong in her marriage? What is going to happen to her when she is forced to do so? And what happens to the children at the moment? They're kind of vaguely aware of what's going on in the house. The elder, Adri, is really rebelling against it. Um, They need parental figures rather than the dictator father and the kind of infantile absent mother. So the tension builds and builds. It feels like a very slowly observed suburban drama, but it builds to this really fascinating, intense, powerful climax. For me, L'Immensita is one of the most powerful films I've seen recently, mostly because it's just beautifully acted. There's a real aching beauty in Penelope Cruz's face, um, especially where you're just observing her as the husband is being oppressive around her and it's just sort of captured in this sort of this still mask she has to wear in front of him. I really want to give a shout out to costume designer Massimo Cantini-Parini and hairstylist Ivan Sprignesi who express so much through the state and style of Clara's hair and clothes. They're so expressive of her temperament and the state of mind that she's in. And I also really love Dimitri Capuani's production design. Um, There's something about the way the 70s apartment is built and designed that you almost feel strangled by the 70s shag carpet. It's so good. Ultimately, though, this is Emanuele Crialesi's film. It's deeply personal to the director, who is also a trans man, grew up in 1970s suburban Italy. There is something so authentic, something so delicate, but also angry, this terrible slow building tension that is utterly captivating. And, you know, this is a director who doesn't produce that many films. One of the most affecting films of his that I've seen is the 2006 film Nuovo Mondo, or Golden Door in English, which is a costume drama starring Charlotte Gainsbourg, and I would really recommend that as well. That film and this film, they're both very quietly powerful. Um, And I felt with L'Immensita that when I left the screening, I loved it. I mean, I I liked it a lot. But in the days since watching it, I've thought about it more and more. And it feels as though it's really stayed with me. In thinking about it, I've discovered more layers to it. And in a sense, just as the drama was slowly building in its intensity, so has my admiration for this film. So it's going to be hard for you to find it. I think it's going to be in art house cinemas. It may well be on Curzon Home, but it's really, if you can find it, I would really recommend Limencita. But with that, whatever you watch this weekend, I hope you really enjoy it. And as always, you can find full written reviews at bina007.com. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 